GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. We got a full house tonight. I am joined by the Danny Glover to my Gary Busey? Hovercraft Joe? I feel like, um, yeah, all right, okay. Hi, how's it going? Uh, uh, we're also joined by the Ruben Blades to my Maria Cachita Alonzo uh, Sphinx. That one might be better than the Danny Glover to Gary Busey, so okay. All right. Can I just jump in and say it's it's not Ruben Blades? No, it's Ruben Blades. He's Panamanian. Oh, I have a whole thing about him. We'll talk. Okay. Sorry. Oh boy. He's he's arguably the most famous person in this movie. <clears throat> and and we have a special guest with us. Uh kind of the reason why not the reason why we're doing this movie, but sort of the driving force behind us doing this movie today. Uh we have uh we have, we have JB here. Glad to be back. I've been kind of like maybe the Bill Paxton in this situation. Really? <laughs> oh, you don't want to be pushing. the Bill Pax. You don't want to be the Bill Paxton. No, no, not, I mean, certainly not right now. Not in real life. I I like Bill Paxton in this movie. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. What? You not? Grows. He grows. He no, grows. He's, on he's great. <laughs> Bill Paxton. You know what? Bill Paxton's great in every movie. Bill Paxton plays the same person in every movie in his early career. That's, okay. You're not wrong, but that doesn't make <laughs> it a bad anno- thing. And it's an oh yeah, because it's annoying as shit. So it's very I aliens-esque. I, very much aliens X. I have you know, a, we, got, we got xenomorphs, and now we got predators, and we got Bill Paxton in the middle. <laughs> we we have a lot to get into, but I'm very confused by why there's so many fedoras in this movie. But anyways, yeah. that is that is up front. A lot of hats. And the fact that they show up in the middle of the movie. Like, yeah. in the beginning of the movie, they're not there. But then they just all of a sudden start wearing, like, 30s gangster clothes. Yeah. Well, if you I, haven't guessed, uh, we are here to talk about Predator 2. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm sorry. We really kind of dove into it. Predator 2. The, the year of the sequel continues. Um and this is a movie, actually, uh, and kind of to get into, like, you know, our backgrounds in it. Like, I had never seen this movie until viewing it for this. JB, even before the year of the sequel, had been the only person I'd ever known to, one, talk about this movie and talk about it in a positive light. He was always a champion for this movie. So we knew when we did it for the year of the sequel, we had to bring him on. So I I don't know if you want to speak to maybe, like, where your background in this movie is, JB, or... Well, you should because it's part of the show. Well, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't you want to should, give my, uh... I want explanation for why I had to watch this piece of shit. Oh man, cards, cards <laughs> out on the table. Sorry, <laughs> I, I don't want to give my machine gun score away right now, but I, I will just say I, I am a big fan of this movie, and I've been, you know, Joe and I have been talking about Predator and and potential sequels, and and even at work we went as far to watch AVP and all the other spinoffs of that. And nobody had seen Predator 2. 
and um, I, w- I was kind of shocked by that. So, you know, this this is a fan. This is a favorite for me. I don't know if it's just because of how much I love Danny Glover, and <laughs> but uh, just I was surprised that Joe had not seen this movie yet. Uh, what about you, LPJ? Me? Oh, you know yeah, me. Yeah, I know you've. I know you've seen it. Oh yeah, I've seen this movie a couple times at least. Uh, no, I rented this movie um, shortly after the first time I saw Predator One. Um, no, that's not true, because I saw Predator One before this came out, and then. I, I think I rented this shortly after it came out on VHS. Um, and I, the first time I watched it, I didn't like it a whole lot. Uh, but it's one of those movies that you kind of grow to appreciate over time because you don't, you, 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 once you accept that Schwarzenegger's not in this, it becomes a little easier to palette. And then from there, you, your, grow, your love of it kind of starts to grow a bit. It's one of those weird movies where you hate it at first, but it kind of eats away at you, and, and, and you kind of ease into liking it. I just, I just, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just like the look that like Sphinx is giving you already. <laughs> yeah, because the movie definitely eats away at you as you continue <laughs> to watch it. It, uh, it. it was my first watch as well, Hovercraft sure. Joe. So because it's yeah. nothing like the first movie. I mean, it is really not. No, it's boring parts yes there are parts of it that are well see there's just unnecessary there's just unnecessary parts of this film there are there's a lot of unnecessary parts but you have to look at it not as like you can't look at it in comparison to the first movie you have to look at it almost like how i like to compare a sequel (laughs) no i know i know but that's the trick with this one the trick with this one is you have to accept that it's a different genre of movie it's not even really an action movie it's more like a film noir movie that or a detective movie that has this supernatural you know element to it now i i will say real quick i've actually seen the first and this movie are the only predators I've actually seen. Okay. But it I feel like are any of the predators similar to each other? I feel like they're not, right? This is the one that's not similar. Okay, so the other ones are actually similar to the original? Well, well they I have don't know about that. Not the, similar in Go ahead, Joe. The one with Adrian Brody takes place in a jungle, so it's kind of like the first one. Right. But I, I never saw I know I know, and I know JB has, but I never saw the one they released that has like uh Thomas Jane and all those people. Yeah, the 2018 one or whatever. Yeah. That one is absolutely absurd, but they do make <laughs> reference back to the original. So they pay homage to that. Yeah, this movie is very much its own thing. Yeah. but And I think the problem is, and, like, and this is kind of where it's like, yeah, if you compare it to the original Predator, it doesn't hold up. But the original Predator in my opinion, is one of the best action movies ever made. Right. So yeah. you're comparing something against one of the, you know, one of the best in the genre. So obviously it's going to fall short. Like, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're got just, it, it, I mean, it's okay to fall short, but it fell short for me. But yes, we can well, continue we, moving. We got a lot to go through before <laughs> we get to final thoughts. Let's get into some numbers. Uh, the release date on Predator 2 is November 21st, 1990, so a Thanksgiving movie for the whole family. It's got to fight Home Alone, right? I'm sure you're going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, you're going to... 1990 is a movie that we have hit hard on this podcast. Yes. Um, the budget on Predator 2 is $35 million. Its domestic gross is $30 mil- 
billion. Uh oh. <laughs> and its worldwide gross is fifty seven million dollars. So it made money, but not not which, not a lot. Which truly makes you wonder with the success of the first film, what were people's hesitancies going into this? You know, what well, it's gotta I, be I looked no at Arnold. the trailer I can, and I, and I'm I don't see anything. There. That's what it is. I, I actually can speak to that a little bit. Uh, it was also the studio's hesitation as well. They had the script and they kinda liked this idea but they didn't move forward with it. They actually waited to see how the comic book series was going to play out. And the comic book series from Dark Horse really latched onto an audience and kind of created this sort of underground love of the Predator franchise, not just the movie itself. And that's what the studio kind of waited on to actually put a sequel into motion. Um, I think people didn't go see it because Arnold wasn't in it. Um, and the reason why he's not in it is over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like that's all it would have taken was an additional two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, to get is, to be is that really? Because like it, it, it seemed to me as like one it said it was over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. One was that he didn't like the script. One was that he was f- like filming Kindergarten Cop. Like I feel like I read like five different reasons why Arnold didn't make this movie. Yeah, I would guess it's a combination of all of it to some probably, degree. But you know. If he was in the movie, I guarantee you they would have rewritten the script to his satisfaction. They would have made time for him to be in it. it he's a tentpole actor. He is Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 90s. You know, it's not like we're not talking Arnold Schwarzenegger of like 2010. This is like in his heyday, in his wheelhouse. Right. This is also prior to T2. It so is. I don't well, think he's done a sequel up to this point either. But how much right. creative influence does he have, though, at that point in time, as opposed to now? He would have had a decent amount. Well, well, my understanding is that, like, uh, is that like the Gary Busey role would have been like where Dutch or Arnold fit into this movie. That it would have been more an expanded role, and he would have been like representing the government coming in and trying to find the Predator and stuff like that. And then when he backed out, that's when they turned into the Gary Busey role. So I guess you could see. Gary Busey is arguably the second main character in this movie, so right. I guess you could kind of see if it was Arnold and how they could work it to be, you know, how they could work it in, you know? The the second main character who has maybe 10 minutes of screen time in this film. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, this is definitely this is definitely a, uh, a dating Glover vehicle. Okay, but so uh, Rotten Tomatoes on Predator 2 is 30%. And the audience score is 44%. So not not super high numbers, but okay. So this is going to be fun. Top grossing movies of 1990. Oh, boy. Um, as Sphinx mentioned, Home Alone, number one. Number two, Ghost. And number three, Dancing with Wolves. Now, this movie, Predator 2, came in 38th in the domestic box office. Here are the other movies that we have covered on this podcast from 1990. Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number six, The Hunt for Red October. Number seven, Total Recall. Number eight, Die Hard 2. Number nine, Dick Tracy. Number 28, Robocop 2. Number 30, Young Guns 2. Number 36, Dark Man. And number 50, Navy Seals. Some, like, wow. the, the level of movie yeah. in 1990 that we've done on this show is very wide. <laughs> yeah, there are some dumb, terrible movies, and there are some unbelievably great movies. Can I say as a side note real quick, for the first time ever, about a month ago, I finally watched Dances with Wolves because it oh, was yeah. on Netflix. Not not, not great. It's okay. I, I am yeah. with you there. Uh, I, <laughs> it's I, I, it's I, slow. 
dances with boring for me. I, 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 can't, I can't do it. I can't that, do it. That movie could never be made today, for sure. No, but no. I've, I've never seen it, uh, and I don't really have a desire. It's not to. great. Um, yeah, it took me like three days to get through it. But anyway, oof. It's like me. <laughs> it's like me watching any movie for this podcast. Um, okay, so the cast. Let's talk about the cast. We already talked about Danny Glover. He's playing Mike Harrigan. We talked about Gary Busey. He's playing Peter Keys. Uh, we talked about Bill Paxton playing Jerry Lambert. Uh, and Ruben Blades, apparently, <laughs> yep. uh, as Danny Archuleta. Um, other people uh, that of note for me, uh, Robert Davi, uh, famously the uh, villain from License to Kill. That's right. Uh, Robert, Robert Davi. And, uh, from, uh, and from Die Hard. He's one of the Agent Johnsons, which yes. the other Agent Johnson is also in this. Yep. That's true. They're both in this. Uh, Adam Baldwin as Garber. He's someone I recognize. And then uh, I'm going to butcher this. Maria Conchita Alonso. No, I, was like, why do I, I was like, why do I know her? Oh, she was the female lead in Running Man. Yep. Um, and then the other person I wanted to mention was Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. Morton Downey <laughs> Jr. Also in this. Uh, anyone else, uh, uh, you fans of character actors that I didn't mention? No, but I do want to bring up the information about Ruben Blades. And why he's arguably the most famous person in this film. You've been chomping at the bit. To bring I have this been. Up. Yeah. Ruben Blades is probably the most famous uh, Panamanian of all time. He has uh, nine Grammy Awards for salsa music. He's been nominated <laughs> 17 times for the Grammys. Right? He okay. ran for president of Panama and lost <laughs> in 1994. He was appointed the uh, Minister of Tourism in 2004 by the President of Panama. Uh, he has a degree, a law degree, from both um, University of Panama and Harvard. <laughs> what? Yep. And sure. he and he does uh, he does philanthropic work in Panama and in other um, Latin speaking countries, and is one of the uh, like. He, he like sets up schools and things and like, and like has helped out the education program and the music programs all over Panama and various other Latin American places. He's like, um, I don't even know how to explain him comparatively. A jack of all trades. Yeah, he is, but he's arguably <laughs> the most famous person worldwide in this film. That's crazy. I, I had no idea. I didn't know I either. Nothing uh, for fear of the walking dead. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's where I first learned about all this is like somebody had mentioned that he was, he ran for president of Panama. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. And so I looked him up and I'm, it's, it's this huge laundry list of things that he's done. Hovercraft Joe, did you look up his net worth? I did. It's in the net worth. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious um, what it is. Well, one thing I wanted to ask about though, uh, and this may be a dumb question, but the guy that, well, not dumb, but the guy that played the Predator in this, is he the same guy from the first Predator? Uh, yes. yes Kevin is, yeah. Peter Hall? Kevin Peter Hall, yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought so. I just wasn't 100% oh, sure. he was. And then the guys that played the Predators at the end were uh, a bunch of the uh, LA Lakers. Yeah. I, I did I remember, see that. <laughs> I, remember they, I remember seeing that. And I remember, I, I think maybe even JB sent it to me once. There's that behind the scenes video where they're all like in the Predator costumes, like dancing yeah. in that set for like the ship. Where it's like, but I'm like, if there were so many, why were there so many predators there? And there was just one hanging out in the city. What were all the other ones doing? Well, it's That's his a fantastic hunt. question. It's a game for them. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it, they're they're just watching each other, and it's a test. They move on from 
place to place, which you can I guess see. So, they've been around they, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Say, I guess you're right because they all watched while while Danny Glover killed him. So, <laughs> well, and that was one of, the, one of them in that scene. Like, yeah, just, and, and that was one of the things that the comic book expanded on was it created all this lore that they then used for the rest of the series. Um, so like that gun that Danny Glover gets at the end, mm-hmm. there's a whole comic arc just about how that gun came into that particular predator's possession. I guess the subway scene also came from the comic book. Yeah, it was directly yeah. lifted oh. from the comic scene. Yeah. Okay, Let, let's get into net worth since we, we kind of teased it a little bit. Let's start with uh, Gary Busey, guys. What do you think for Gary Busey? He's got that sweet, sweet celebrity rehab money. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I mean, he's been Sphinx. on that show a couple times. So, <laughs> Sphinx, let's start with you. Five million. Okay. Uh, JB, what do you think for Gary Busey? To me, he he's like a like the Dennis Rodman of acting. Like I feel like he's probably two to three million. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it can't be. I, I'll say just to be in the middle. I'll say four million. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars for Mr. Gary <laughs> yeah, Busey. Dennis Rodman, right there. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is like, it sounds low compared to all the people. But I'm like, if you're like, hey, Joe, here's five hundred thousand dollars, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be excited about that. So yeah, but keep in mind uh, that's his net worth. That means assets <laughs> and everything. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's not that, good. That's true. Okay, <laughs> let's let's do Adam Baldwin next. He's got that sweet, sweet Firefly money. What do you guys think for Adam Baldwin? Let's start with uh, LBJ on this one. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'll go 10 million. All right. JB. Yeah. I also got to think every time that, um, Independence Day plays on AMC, he gets a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to say three mil. All right. What do you think? Uh, I'll reuse my 5 million. $5 million for Adam Baldwin. Okay. Now Ruben Blades. Ruben Blades, the superstar that we now know he is. Uh, what do you think, JB? What are you going to go for Ruben Blades? That was information, LPJ, I had <laughs> no idea about. So I'm going to have to say $15 million. Okay. What do you think, uh, Sphinx? Yeah, with with uh, with this new information, but it is still Panama. Yeah. That's the trick. <laughs> That's the trick. I don't know how that money converts. Uh, probably not well, Central America. I'll say like twelve million. All right, I'll uh, give him the benefit think? of the doubt, and I'll say twenty million. Ten million dollars. Okay, ten million dollars. Okay. So you are you were all dancing around it, and then finally, uh, Danny Glover. What do you guys think for Danny Glover? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Have... What do you mean finally, Danny Glover? You skipping Maria Conchita Alonso? Yeah, <laughs> she's still I, alive. I, I know. I and I I didn't I didn't look her up. So we're not doing her. Uh, Sexist. Go go back to our running man episode if you want to see what her network is. (laughs) Uh, What do you think for Danny Glover? Uh, JB, what do you think for Danny Glover? Oh, man. And I hope he's getting paid handsomely. Uh, Man, Jumanji money now, too. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'm I'm thinking probably 30, 30 mil. Okay. What do you think, uh, LPJ? I think Danny Glover does not stop working. Like he w- he can't say no to a script. So I'm gonna say I'll say 35 million. Okay, Sphinx. I think I said it last time, but that sweet sweet Operation Dumbo drop money. <laughs> um, I'll say I'll say 40 million. Man. Uh, Sphinx, are you cheating tonight? Because forty million not. on the button, dude. 
Danny Glover, super fan. <laughs> the the Operation Dumbo Drop shout yeah. out. Who's Listen, the, all, all this movie needed was for him to say, I'm too old for this shit. Like, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Subtract it's 10 surprising. million for Gone Fishing, though. So. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that movie. Isn't that with Joe Pesci? Oh, yes. it's awful. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so the director of this movie is Stephen Hopkins. Anybody got anything on him? I have very little, except that he apparently impressed the studio with his Nightmare on Elm Street 5 that he did, which I've never seen any besides the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, apparently he did the entire movie in eight weeks, and they're like, wow, <laughs> if you can do that movie in eight weeks, you can do this one in probably six. I made that part up, but <laughs> blown um, away. Tommy yeah, Lee yeah, Jones. he did blown away. He did. If you ever seen Judgment Night, he did Judgment Night. That's a pretty good movie. Um, I did see that John McTiernan turned this down because after Die Hard, he had a two million dollar or above fee for directoral roles. I yeah. don't know how accurate that was, but see, I thought he turned it down because he wanted to do uh, the Hunt for Red October. Well, Dude, he but... was in the middle of that as well. He, like, he was turning down movies left and right to do because uh, right. he turned. I feel like turn... we yes, like he, tur- he, he, turned down, he turned down Die Hard too, right? So he could yeah. do uh, Hunt for Red October. He also he also directed a bunch of episodes of Twenty Four. Who, John McTiernan? No, 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 Hopkins. Stephen Hopkins. Oh, okay, Stephen Hopkins. Early or late episodes of uh, Stephen Hopkins. Uh, uh, I believe uh, he directed the pilot and then the early first season ones. Okay, well, so when so when it was good. Um, okay, so writers on this, Jim and John Thomas. Yeah, which I believe did the first movie, right? I would think so, because it said based on characters by them. Yeah, they but did better, I, yeah. Okay, and then music, our old buddy... Alan Silvestri, that wow. guy. <laughs> if we were doing like he is, turns up every other episode, I feel like of this podcast. Yeah, but this particular yeah. time, I, I feel, I felt like he recycled parts of the Back to the Future theme. Did anyone else get that <laughs> yeah, jive? He really like, phoned of, it in, <laughs> right? Like some <laughs> of the scenes, I'm like, where's the DeLorean? Like when is when's Doc and Marty showing up? Because is, it just sounded so. What similar. I'm pretty sure because I wanted to keep the budget low. I'm pretty sure they're just like, hey, Sylvester, what like what are you laying around? <laughs> I'm sure you got something you haven't used, like you cut from another movie. Just can't maybe throw a couple, maybe mix them together, throw them in a blender. See what you come up with. Don't work too hard. We're not going to pay you that much, but let's see what you can come up with. Yeah, he pulled a James Horner. Yeah, he pulled a <laughs> yes. straight up James Horner. I do feel like when we, we talk about Alan Silvestri music, it's either like, oh man, it's like an iconic theme, like the Avengers, you always remember it, or it's like, yeah, it was definitely like phoned in. Like, there's no <laughs> middle ground with Alan Silvestri. It's either like something you're going to remember for the rest of your life, or it's like completely like, Totally forget the mail. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He must be like Danny Glover. He just can't say no, even <laughs> if he knows it's not going to be anything good. Yep. He'll just use his shit music for those. And when he thinks, but you it's know what? At least he's not. At least he's not Hans Zimmer. <laughs> well, Hans Zimmer just gives it to his people. That's underneath what I'm saying. Him. Yeah, <laughs> and then oh, takes all the boy. credit. I mean, he's no John Williams. That's for sure. Well, um, nobody is. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, anything else? that anybody wants to specifically talk about before we get into the 
uh, of plot of this movie. I do want to say one thing, which is odd for this movie that I wouldn't expect it. Expected. I, I go into the Internet Movie Database. I look at the trivia. I usually print it out so I have it in front of me. It's usually like somewhere between three and eight pages. There are 14 pages of trivia for this. Yeah. And I'm like, why of Dude, all the movies wow. is there Man, so much And the craziest thing this? is if you read through it, a bunch of it are duplicates. Yeah, that happens a lot on IMDb, but yeah. Now listen to how many is JB credited for? <laughs> I, I wrote them all. <laughs> He's just like trivia. It's like, did you know that this movie is great? I was like, it didn't seem like trivia, but it's in there. Um, uh, a couple other little points I had before we get started is I did see that this movie got recut like over 20 times. Yeah. And it have an NC-17 rating at first because there were like mutilations and beheadings and... Yeah, and this, they had to bring it down. I think in the it is PG thirteen, right? It's not rated R. No, it's it? R. No, it's R. It's is it R? R? Okay, yeah. I don't remember. Did, don't you remember the boob scene? Yeah, there was boobs in it. Yeah, <laughs> Danny Glover's pretty vulgar in there too. Yeah. And, and speaking of the cutscenes too, I, there's one in particular that I'm like, oh, I really wish they could have fit that in. They would have included that, and I can't find it anywhere. But we can get to that later. All right, way to set up set up that uh, little tease there. <laughs> Good job. The only other thing which seems fitting with this movie is they originally wanted it all filmed in New York City, but NYC was way too expensive. So they're like, we'll just go in the alleyways of uh, L.A. Yeah. And you know what? To be honest with you, I think it's fine. Yeah, L.A. was fine. Especially yeah. then. Oh, you know what? Uh, before we get into the plot, I'm sorry, the taglines. Oh, yes. yeah. I got. There's nine of them. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, do you want to go through them? It's going to be a long sure. episode. <laughs> I I actually kind of well no I don't these are all quite terrible. Um, first one, pull over, park, and pray. What? I, okay. I, 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 I didn't get that one. I, is that, is that, that a tagline for this or a tagline for <laughs> Left Behind? Uh, it gets worse, but because this directly quotes a fucking horrid uh, quote from the movie. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my! That's okay. That, that doesn't even relate to the movie. No, except it was a line. This next one is my favorite. I legitimately love this next one. Yeah, I do too. He's in town with a few days to kill. Yeah, that's that is pretty good. I'm okay. With winner, that. winner on that one. Yeah. Disney will not go for that in the next Predator one. He, we don't know. That. <laughs> uh, silent, invisible invincible the ultimate hunter this time los angeles 1997 come on oh is that it there's nothing more yeah. that one? Oh, well that was... but there sort of is because the next one is silent invisible invincible he's in town with a few days to kill now they're just mixing two together <laughs> uh hunting season opens again that's the one i remember uh the ultimate hunter yeah. Okay. This time he's coming to a different kind of jungle. That that's not bad. Yeah, that, that one's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I think this that's, time, the one that's on the poster. Yeah. This time, Los Angeles, 1997. I don't know why they keep bringing up the date. Because, well, real quick, one thing that's weird is usually when we do movies in the future, it's like significantly in the future. Why they chose seven years into the future was kind of bizarre, right? Well, it's 10 uh, years. Oh, oh, sorry. Ten years. Even though the movie came out in 1990. But 
Right. Right. Like it's not often that you have that much of a. Well, no, it's it's ten years. It's ten years since the Predator movie, right? The original one. But when it came out, it came out in nineteen ninety. Right. Well, I I think uh, I, yeah, I think they just wanted to be like, oh, it was ten years since like whatever happened in nineteen eighty seven. So it is weird. I did think it was weird too. Honestly, when the thing popped up that said it was nineteen ninety seven, things so the first thing I did was I'm like, wait, when did this movie come out? And I was like, <laughs> oh, nineteen ninety. It's like I mean, like it's not that bit. You're right. It is weird that it's not like a gigantic jump forward in time. That it's like right, like from- it'd be like it'd be like a movie right now being like, look out, twenty twenty six. Yeah. It's like- it is a- Okay, <laughs> it, is, it is a little weird. Um, okay, so we're gonna get, let's let's get to the plot. Um, so this movie starts off. I do I do like the opening shot where they're like, "Oh, you're in the jungle," and it's like, "Psych, you're not in the jungle. You're in Los Angeles." And that's when we find out it's 1997. There's like a record heat wave going on, even though everyone's constantly wearing jackets and long pants. Um, City's on fucking fire. Yeah, so we open up and it's this really intense shootout between the cops and these drug dealers. They, they, I mean, they have like grenade launchers and like yeah, it is. It's, they are heavily armed. They are more armed than any of the cast of Predator One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's like a big shootout. Uh, Morton Downey Jr.'s there. He has a uh, a news show called Hardcore. And he's, like, reporting about this, like, gang war that's been ongoing. Listen, I'm going to say it right now. The hardcore scenes are fucking terrible (laughs) and unnecessary. They remind me of the goddamn cut-ins from RoboCop, you know? Like, was that the purpose of them? Was to kind of be, like, a comedic relief, even though they weren't really funny? I think it was Morton Downey Jr. was, like, big and controversial at the time. I was going to say, I think this was, like, Morton Downey Jr.'s heyday. So okay, so he was like... just a big name at the time, and yeah. they wanted to throw him in there. So he's trying yeah. to sell, because they promoted him as part of the movie, too. Ugh, so bad. So, like, this big shootout's happening, and, like, enter our hero, Danny Glover. He drives in with his car, like, drives into the middle of the shootout, like, jumps out of his car. I feel like, and maybe it wasn't, but I feel like his handgun was intense. Is that, like, a normal handgun, or just have a big No, that's a big gun. That's a fifty caliber Desert Eagle with a giant sight on it, because nothing says future like sticking sights on all of the handguns. (laughs) Seven years into the future, or ten years into the future. Yeah. So he shows up, he saves these officers that are pinned down, and like, this is when we get the first shot. like on the ground in agony. It's like, this is rough. Uh, but then we like this is where we get the first shot where like well we don't see the predator but we see you know that classic predator heat vision he's kind of like on top of the buildings and he's watching it uh watching it all go down um uh so <laughs> I like the scenes where like why not just get racist right in the beginning of the film when the drug dealers or the whoever they are are all like snorting coke and they got it all over themselves. And yeah, I will say like, one of my one of my first notes does say, "Wait, is this movie racist?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so it is, that guy does do like a whole handful of coke at one point, like in the middle of this fight. Um, Danny Glover he takes out a bunch of the dudes with a shotgun. Uh, and, like, the drug dealers run into their headquarters, I guess, and they have, like, the biggest armory <laughs> in the world inside this base. It's like, wait, are these drug dealers or, like, uh, like arms dealers? Because there was, like, mercenaries. There were so many guns in there. Um. So, anyway, so, like, uh, the cops 
they're, they have to tell him, like, oh, you can't breach. You have to wait for, like, SWAT to get there or whatever. And while this happens, like, the Predator shows up in the room and, like, kills all the guys. Except for one of them who gets away, who Danny Glover chases down. And I feel like, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I feel like, okay, Danny Glover is clearly afraid of heights. Like, that's a subplot in this movie. But I feel like they never come out and, like, just tell you that he's afraid of heights or talk about it. It's just like, oh, he's afraid of heights, right? Like, am I getting I that? I didn't catch that, but now that I oh, think I about it, yeah. Yeah, he because, is. But you're right. They don't just tell you. Yeah, it's like, because it's evident in that scene and then later on at the end of the movie when he's, like, hanging over the ledge. Yeah. But they never really address it. You're just supposed to, like, know that he is, I guess. Yeah, which who wouldn't be afraid of heights at that point? But, like, you're on a <laughs> roof, like... I'm yeah. afraid of he's, he's too old for this shit. All right. <laughs> um, so he the the one guy, uh the I think it was the main drug dealer guy, he like falls off, he shoots him and he falls like off the uh off the building. Yep. Uh lands on like the catering table. I don't know what it was. Um but anyways, so they go back down into the room and this is where they find out that like uh like everyone's dead in the room and there's the one guy that's like hanging from the ceiling, uh skinned, right? Like yeah. as per he tradition them, yeah. with the predator. Um, and then, uh, so then we're introduced to Robbie, Robert Dobby's character. He is some kind of higher up in the police department. He's the police chief. chief? Yeah. He's the police chief. Oh, okay. Oh, and then earlier too, we ran into, um, he was just a regular cop, but he is Danny Glover's chief in lethal weapon. Yes. Oh. It's like a cameo appearance, right? He's only in it, like, real quick. Yeah. But. Oh, D- Davi's the deputy chief. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because he gives him some shit about being, like, oh, something about, like, the, the mayor or all this stuff, or I don't know. Like, they don't get along. Um, then I have a note that says, I guess I don't know why, but I have a note that just says, maybe you guys can help jog a memory. It just says, wait, is that a police minivan? I feel like they pull up to the <laughs> station, and it's, like, a mi- police minivan not like a yeah not like a truck. you know it, this movie kind of suffers from what other movies do when they try to predict the future they just take <laughs> an existing car and slap like extra body parts on it so that's essentially what this was yeah, okay. it was like that 96 chevy lumina oldsmobile <laughs> silhouette like, yeah like exactly right looks like a spaceship yeah we're just gonna um, slap like you know rounder curves on it it's very strange so they're, they're at the police station and why is this police station so crowded it's, like, <laughs> it's fucking insane <laughs> there's so many people in this police station and i i don't understand why Police have no handle on the situation either. It's their own station. No, like. you know, and that's an old trope too. Like, if you look at a lot of the older older action mil- movies, when they go to into police station, it's like pure chaos. Like yeah. nothing. There's no organization. People are everywhere. There's always prostitutes standing around. Yeah. You know, it's and, just chaos. And then you got Bill Paxton going over golf swings, acting like a huge douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, this is where we're introduced to Gary Busey's character. Uh, he's like um, uh, heading up like a government task force. And they're kind of like, hey, this is our investigation. So like stay out of it, Danny Glover. Like we'll, we'll handle it. So I have a question. He originally says that he's part of the DEA. But is that just a cover up? Because that's, yeah. that's drugs, right? That's Which obviously yeah. would not be related to catching the predator. Right. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's like uh, Bill Paxton's character. He's this 
he's a new transfer into Danny Glover's unit, like, and I don't know, doesn't he get, he gets, like, that, the, the lady grabs his balls or something, like, yeah. like <laughs> with her hands, yeah. I think? Yeah, because yeah, he's being a total douchebag, just a creep, scummy, you know, Bill Paxton, late 80s, early 90s character. Yep. Was Bill, was Bill Paxton the, um... Is he the dirtbag in True Lies? Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. God, remember how he pees his pants like yes. three times in that uh-huh. movie? <laughs> All you need to do Bill in this Paxton. movie was pee his pants. God, I love Bill Paxton so much. I do, too. I really do. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Man, he was a treasure. Um, okay, so then we're like, we cut into the scene where we, as discussed, the random naked lady uh, who's just there having sex with some dude. Um, and then, like, I guess he's the Colombian guy? Cause then Jamaican. The, well, no, oh, the, no he's, 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 he's Colombian. Yeah, I, all right. He's, he's Colombian, and then the Jamaicans bust in. And this is where I have another note that says, oh boy, <laughs> this Jamaican gang might be racist. Yeah. Because yeah. they're immediately. As soon as they, the voodoo comes out, yeah. you're like, okay, here come the stereotypes. Because they immediately start doing like a voodoo ritual with this guy. Um, and they uh, stab him in the chest. And it's actually really. I can see why this it's movie. super gross. I can see why this movie had to get cut so many times and toned down because there some of the violence in this is very gross. Graphic and gross, yeah, yeah. Um, and then so, the, but then the predator shows up again and kills all these Jamaicans, right? Also, Which, why is how is like how is the predator picking who to go after? Like it I, seems like it's trying to like clean up the city because it's only targeting like well, these gangs. I think when he select. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you All go right. ahead. I think what he's doing is he observed the city to see who kind of has the most power and who, who yeah. seemingly is in charge. Because if you look in the first fight, the cops got their ass handed to him. You and is, do you think that's why then he doesn't he doesn't go after Danny Glover? Yeah, well, it's because they, they, he's not, they're not worthy of him yet. Okay. They, they make a point, and I know we're going to get to this later, but they make a point on the subway like, oh, he only attacked the people who were armed yeah. and he saw yeah. as a threat. Okay. But I do right. want to know, like, why, what, what's, I get it's a drug war, but we don't really know anything about why the Colombians and Jamaicans are pitted against each other. Yeah, right? I, I That's like... actually based on um, the 80s gangs that were in L.A. at the time. There were... Jamaicans and Colombians kind of vying for power in the drug, you know, you know, in, in, in the drug trade in the early 80s and mid 80s in, in, in L.A. And that's kind of where all that came from. OK, I, I, I do feel like and this is, you know, something I'll get into when we kind of do our ratings. But I feel like the beginning, the first half of this movie is a little haphazard, like it doesn't quite know what it's doing. I feel like I feel like it locks in. At a certain point, but I feel like all this stuff at the beginning with the gangs, it, it's kind of all over the place, and they don't really make it. They don't explain it well enough. Like right. it eventually locks in, but I think this stuff is a little all over the place. Exactly. It seems like there's several plots they're trying to get us started on, but I feel like none of them really even turn into anything, in my opinion. No, yeah, nothing's very consequential in this movie until Gary Busey dies. And then yes. that's the point. So, the, 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 so like the, it, everything kind of happens like pre Gary Busey's death and after Gary Busey's death, and that's it's like two halves of they're two different movies almost. Yeah, right? and so this is where I have it written in my notes, and I I write it kind of a couple other times too. I, it's kind of like boring. Like it it seems to me like they're trying to bring in 
still more of that plot of all these other things going on. But because it's not consequential to anything, I, it's just, it seems like filler. It's just, it's taking me out of the film. And it's not until, like you just said, when Busey is killed, and I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Like, now we're understanding what's happening here. Like, it just seems like there's, there's too much of nothing going on. Well, and if you remember from the first film, it's kind of like that, too. You have the first part where they're kind of, that no one ever remembers. No one ever remembers that that, that first that, section even happens. That's true. When we watch that movie, it's like the first half of that movie is just like your garden variety, like 80s action movie with guys in the jungle before you get to the second half. So I, I will agree with you on that. I at least, but I feel like that that was more focused. Yes. Yes. That was and done well say, better, way better. And, and I would say as well, like something else that I wrote down after I wrote boring. And again, this is comparing to the first movie is that, is that that suspension, that horror that is created in the first movie just doesn't seem to be in this film at all. Like I mentioned it when we did predator one, like, like that movie still like it, like it's suspenseful. It's suspenseful. Like I still get kind of like, Oh shit. When, when stuff happens in that film, not at all throughout this movie that I ever have that kind of feeling. And do you but think that, like that suspense is not there because you know what already happened in the first one? And that's what I can appreciate about the second one is we know what's going on and you know, in the first one, what's going on pretty quickly, who's responsible. Uh, but that that's what I like about the second one is, is like a build up, like what's going on here. But one of the things I would like to know, why is Danny Glover so, you know, like feared in the department? Why is he like, <laughs> you know, this, Oh man, this guy goes, you know, breaks the law and does this and does that. I, I wanted to know more about what makes him so revered as a police officer. Yeah. It's weird. Cause you're right. He just seems like a fuck up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, but he still has seemingly all the power in the world there. Mm-hmm. Like he, he kind of, it, with the exception of his immediate supervisors, he kind of seems to run the place, but he, you know, they let, they run off his list of, you know, misconduct and being suspended several times and causing all kinds of destruction. Um, like wh- why is he even still on the force at that point? He's the Riggs. He's the Riggs. <laughs> he is. And, and, and JB, I'll also say, you know, going back to your point about, well, it's tough to do that horror and suspense of the first movie because we already know, you know, what happened in the first movie. That's a great point. Um, so I feel like, like, maybe they, they could have gone in a different direction. Like another franchise that's so similar to this one that I think does a better job is the Alien franchise, right? Like the first movie was very much horror themed. And then the second one was way more action themed. Like, I feel like that could have been a great pedigree to go off of for, for predator. To me, it just didn't feel like it did. If you look at the, if you look at the directors who did the alien movies, they're all almost auteur directors versus traditional action movie directors. You have, yeah, I you mean, know, if James Cameron was on Predator 2, maybe we would have a hell of a sure. movie. Well, but. even even the third one, you look at Fincher. Fincher did the third yeah. one. It still had a very Fincher feel to it. Um, these, you know, what is Stephen Hop? What is a Stephen Hopkins feel? There isn't yeah. one because yeah. he doesn't have blown anything. away. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so very good points. 
Let's buzz through a little more of this so we can get to kind of the, the importance of this. So, you know, they get to the crime scene. There's more dead guy skinned hanging from the ceiling. That naked lady, she's still alive, but she's freaked out. Uh, Gary Busey shows up and he like takes over the whole crime scene. But they notice, uh, him and Ruben Blades notice that there's like something stuck in the ceiling. So after they kick him out, he sends Ruben Blades back in to figure out what this is. And he gets killed by <laughs> the Predator. Um, I was like, at first I was like, oh, is he, there's a lot of times in this movie I was like, oh, I, I think that person's dead. And then I was like, oh yeah, they are dead. Cause at yeah. first and, it wasn't clear. And I guarantee that that's those cuts that they had to make. Yeah. Yeah. That could be true. So, so like, uh, Danny Glover's really pissed about like, uh, Ruben Blades getting killed. Like he confronts Gary Busey and like yells at him about it. And he's like, get me a meeting with King Willie. And I'm like, King Willie. So anyways, uh, he also goes to talk to the uh, medical examiner uh, who seems to know a lot for just being like the medical examiner because she like examines like the the blade, the, the part of the weapon that they found. And she's like, none of the elements in this are even in the periodic table. So they're like, well, that's weird. Um, and so he's getting ready to meet with Garrett with uh, King Willie. The guys pick him up. They're all like smoking dope in that car. And they just like <laughs> pick him up and they drive him to like a random alley for some reason. And he meets with King Willie. I don't know why this scene exists because King Willie. I don't know why. Any, yeah, I don't know why any of this exists. Like what? Like what made him want to see King Willie? Like there, there's no context to it. Again, I'm I'm assuming like LPJ said, it's probably shit that got cut. Well, King, what I'm thinking is. This probably wasn't a scene that was in the original cut, and they had to add it because they had to cut so much of the other stuff. They had to get because it's only 108 minutes; it's not yeah. that long of a movie. They probably had to add in a bunch of garbage that they initially would have cut because they had to cut all the good stuff that that gave them the NC-17 rating. Could be. Oh, I want to say. Oh, go ahead, JB. I was going to say, and then King Willie in the alley. It's like. Where your where's your protection? Like what? You, you're you're the drug lord. You're like you're there by yourself in the alley. Like they pull up in a car, they drop Danny Glover off, he gets back in the car, they take him back home like like it's some taxi service. Like <laughs> where's your protection? Well it, and then it, and then why does the predator kill King Whitley? I don't know. He, he seemed Willie. unarmed, right? I think he had to didn't he find he something cane, on the ground the that sword. he tried to fight with? His yeah, cane was yeah. a sword. I, I would like to clarify, though, it's it's when King Willie's guys pick him up that Danny Glover is randomly wearing a fedora. Yep. Yes! Yep. And did you also notice, I put that in my notes, did you also notice that even the background acted more film noir? Like, there was, like, 60s classic cars, like Mustangs yeah. and old-school Cadillacs. It's like, where I thought we were in the future, and now I'm seeing, like, 1960s Mustangs and Cadillacs. I'm like, what the fuck? I also have a note that's like, why is Danny Glover constantly wearing a jacket if it's like such as heat wave? Like, at least <laughs> right? a jacket. Why does he have on a goddamn jacket if they had talked about a heat wave? Um, so <laughs> we get a scene where he goes to like uh, see Ruben Blades like uh, grave and like the Predator's watching him and like has like, I guess, what was Ruben Blades like necklace and like hangs it from a tree for Danny Glover to find. And this is also where I'm like, What's going on timeline-wise? Like, he's already buried in a cemetery with a tombstone? Yeah. Like, I thought this was all, like, within a day or two. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know... Did they have the tombstone prepped ahead of time? <laughs> well, he's a cop. They knew he was going to go right? at some point. So, um, so like, uh, Danny Glover, like, tells uh, uh, Bill Paxton and uh, Maria, whatever, Maria. to meet him. To meet him. MCG. At- 
Yeah, to meet or him MCA, at a certain sorry, MCA. To meet him at a certain point. So they're on the subway. There's like this gang of hooligans. They're like harassing people. So they go to step in. But then the predator shows up. I do like the fact when like all like just the random people on the <laughs> on the subway all have guns and they all like pull out guns and stuff. That kind of cracks me up. Um I, I did not like the, the the subway fight was cool. I didn't like this the flashing light yes. kind of effect they yeah. went with. Like see was, I yeah, I I hated it because you couldn't see what was going on. Like I feel like it could have been an awesome scene, but because of the strobe lighting, you, you don't really see what's happening. And I feel like that's probably a director's way to save money and to cheat is to adjust the lighting, right? It, it could but it be. could have been yeah, could have been yeah. awesome. I, I do feel like the 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 effects really hampered the effectiveness of the scene because yeah. it was it was very hard to tell anything that was going on in it. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is, you know, the predator gets hit with so many bullets and this and that, and some bullets hit him and penetrate, and others don't. I I, I don't know. I, I kind of only Danny Glover's impact them, right? Well, and, <laughs> yeah, it, it and, is unclear. And his. Uh, his uh, cloaking technology is so flimsy that water shorts it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and not even um, like rainwater, just like he walks through he a can, puddle. But then he can get struck by lightning and be just fine. Yeah. So it's, th- this movie's so weird with, you know, he's as powerful as they need him to be in any particular scene. So, uh, so Bill Paxton gets killed, not before he tries to take out the predator throwing a golf ball at him. Um, they, make like you think, they make you think the lady cop gets killed, but she doesn't. Am I wrong in believing that like when they, he could tell that she was pregnant? Yes. Like that's yeah. why, okay. That's why he yeah. saved her. Okay. Okay. Cause he wouldn't kill her because pregnant. Okay. So I also thought Bill Paxton was alive, but then it turned out he wasn't alive because the predator was just ripping out his spine and skull yeah. in the yeah. subway. That was pretty sweet. That was uh, savage. And then uh, uh, Danny Glover punches out Morton Downey Jr., which I thought was great. I think he just says, like, fuck you! When he knocks him out or something, too. Um, and there's that kind of ridiculous scene where uh, Danny Glover's in his car driving, but he's, like, following the Predator who's on rooftops, and he's, like, driving through L.A., like, looking up, like, somehow following the Predator on rooftops. Um, but then they, they, the government people, like, end up grabbing him, slamming into his car and grabbing him. Um... <laughs> Which is weird. Like, why did they, like, slam into him? Like, you could have also, done that more gentle. It's also funny because I, I do have a note right here that says, did the Predator get hit by lightning? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is also where I wrote, is this reused Back to the Future music? <laughs> I think it kind of powered him up because he's got his staff up and it's just like light. He did boost after the subway fight, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Gary Busey tells Danny Glover about the Predator, makes some references to the first film, talks about kind of the things, lets you know it's in the same universe. Um, they say that the Predator is drawn to heat and conflict. So I guess that explains why they're saying it's so hot and because of the gang war going on. So I guess that's all why the that aspects are in there. Yeah. Um, and they, that tracks they, from the first film, too. I guess that's true. They they basically they they're gonna lay this trap for the predator because they found out he's been going to this uh, uh, like meat plant meat meat whatever yeah. meat packaging place to oh. eat. So they're like, well, he can only see in a certain spectrum. So we're gonna be able to hide ourselves from him so they can't see. Uh, so they go in, but I do like how like they're like his ne- and at first he can't see him, and then he takes out his little thing and he's like. And he hits some buttons and then he can see like the lights from their flashlight. So it's like, oh. 
it's like, uh-oh. So he shows that he shows up and kills all of Gary Busey's team. Um and potentially all, the, all my LA Lakers are now dead. <laughs> and they make you and they make you think Gary Busey's dead, but he's not. Yeah. We'll I thought he was dead. So Danny Glover shows up. I like how they, he like I, I love that scene of him arming up when he's in his car and he's well, just yeah. like got all those guns and stuff. And, and hold on, going back to Gary Busey's first death, it seemed like did Danny Glover friendly fire kill him? <laughs> I don't, oh, know. I don't know. Right, that's what it comes up. Sparkler or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I at first I thought when you know when I thought Gary Busey was dead the first time, I'm like I think Danny Glover killed him. Like I don't <laughs> think the predator did, but so, he lived anyway. So Danny Glover shows up and he just shoots the shit out of the Predator with a shotgun. Like he really, he really takes it out, which is like, I feel like in the first one, they had so much trouble killing that one. Yes! And this one, he's like, shh, shh. he shoots it and it's like, it's like, okay, it's dead. But of course, instead of like just popping it a couple times in the head, he goes to take off its mask and he takes off the mask. And then you get the call back to the first movie when he's, he's like, you're one ugly. And before he can say motherfucker, the predator wakes up and says motherfucker and like throws him across the room. Can I also add here? Like I wrote in my notes, I'm like, Danny Glover's not winning this fucking fight with the predator. No, but then I'm also like, why isn't the predator stealthed? You know, like he shows his entire body yeah. in the meatpacking plant. It's like, why? Like, all it's he needs like, to do is be stealth. You know, that was the great scene in the first one where Arnold had to kind of figure out where he was. But this time around, like, for whatever reason, he lets his guard completely down. So Danny Glover can just point and shoot at him. It doesn't make any sense to me why, why he wouldn't I, put it on. I think something got messed up when Danny Glover shot him. And and to your you point, so? too, you talk about the water. Like, for some reason, it just kind of short circuits yeah, his... Yeah, I think... Okay. Yeah, original, he jumps into a, a river and nothing <laughs> happens, but... If you think about it, he never uses a cloak again after that. Yeah. So, okay, so we're... I guess I didn't make that connection, but maybe we're led to think that because of the water and yeah. whatever, it, that puts it the shield It's out, yeah. Okay. Right. Joe, uh, one, Joe, one thing I did want to say, too, because I, I was mentioning the cutscene in the beginning. Yeah. Um, when, you know, the, when, uh, Gary Busey's talking about elements from the first one, there was a cut scene in there from the, the girl from the original who talks about when the predator blew up the rainforest at the end. And she's like, almost like decaying, like she's got, um, you know, radiation poisoning, radiation poisoning yeah. and talking about what happened. And I'm like, I so badly would have loved something from the original to show up in this one, not just talk about it, but yeah. her talk about it, you know, and, and Arnold sighting. I know we were way past <laughs> Arnold sighting, but I thought that would have been so awesome to know what other people knew. Well, yeah. and that was that was the backstory for why Arnold isn't why his character isn't in this is he died of radiation poisoning from wow. from that explosion. That was the whole the whole backstory for him. R.I.P. Dutch. Um, so this is where it's like, oh, no, Gary Busey, he is alive because he shows up to save Danny Glover. But then he gets cut in half. Because I my, my, my back-to-back notes say, oh, wait, Gary Busey's still alive? And then, oh, dang, now he's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote, wrote down, Gary Busey saves the day, exclamation point. And then, nope. 
boomerang. I am I'm positive <laughs> that had to be one of the things that got cut because they don't show you actually show them get cut in half. They just show like kind of like the thing go through them in like a pool of blood. A lot and of stuff. blood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saving your ass. Like instantly just dead. <laughs> so so him and the predator kind of chase and they fight on a rooftop. Uh he calls the predator pussy face, which I thought was really funny. Um, uh, the predator activates its self-destruct thing because it thinks it's going to lose, which it's like, it's kind of a lame move by the predator when it's every yeah. time it's going to lose, it's like, oh, I'm just going to blow stuff up. But Danny Glover, like, cuts its arm off with its own weapon, which is pretty sweet. Um, and the predator, like, falls and he lands in this bathroom and, like, he, he's doing this weird thing to, like, cauterize his wound, I guess, where he's like, he breaks all the glass and he pulls out this stuff and I'm like... I, I'm like, is the predator making some meth right now? Because I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Because he like, he makes this stuff and he like seals his wounds and then he like injects himself with something and it's like he's on steroids because he's like, ah! and he like runs out of this apartment and like <sighs> crashes through the wall and like it's really wild. Like I don't, I don't, I don't feel like they fully explain what happens in that scenario there. Fully explain? They don't explain any of what's going on. All I wrote down is the predator's cooking while the old lady's watching Jeopardy. And and then I'm also like, like, why is Danny Glover climbing down the side of the building? Like, at this point, he thinks the predator's dead, right? Like, why didn't he just go? Uh, I I think he knows that it's not dead. I think he saw that it was in there. And I think he's still trying to follow it, I think, is what's going on. Yeah, all right. Because I was like, why would he just go back inside and go down the stairs? He knew that it didn't hit the ground. He saw that it made it into the the building. Yeah. All right. So so he ends up he ends up chasing the predator and they end up in the predator's ship. There's that cool shot where he's looking at like his trophy wall and one yes. of the one of the trophies is an, a xenomorph like an alien yep. skull. There's like uh, a T-Rex on there too. Yeah. yeah there's some, like, what there's was some... dinosaur just like <laughs> hunting the <laughs> fighting the predator. <laughs> um so him and the him and the predator have another prolonged fight and he ends up he ends up beating the predator again with the weapon. I think he like stabs it like in the chest. The, yeah, and, like rips the chest his chest with, up and open. With that weapon, yeah. So, and then that's the reveal that there's all the other predators in the room with them, and you're like, oh shit, stuff's about to go bad for Danny Glover, but they let him live. And I think it's me and JB have talked about this, but I think it's supposed to be because like they respect Danny Glover because they're like this like hunting society, and they're like, he's this great hunter and he's able to defeat their warriors. So they respect them. The like old, like in charge looking predator throws him that flintlock pistol and he holds it up, and you can see it's from 1715. Um, and then their, their ship takes off and Danny Glover kind of just makes it out in time. Uh, and like Adam Baldwin makes one more appearance. He's randomly just wearing like a polo shirt now. And he's like, what's going on? And then like him and Danny Glover argue and he like takes off. And then like, that's kind of the end, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, we almost had him. And then he's like, shoot, we would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Like he, and he just leaves. (laughs) Like he gets in the helicopter and flies off. But I have to say, like, I feel like. When he, I, maybe it's just me, but when he decides to give him that flintlock pistol, I feel like it's almost like, do you guys remember in Home Alone where he finds the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus is like, oh, I don't have any candy. And he's kind of like rooting yeah. around. He's like, uh, I feel like that's like the Predator is like, oh, I got to give you something. And he's just like, I got this pistol on my belt. Here you go. There's it didn't st- have to say 1715 on it to, for us to know that it was old. Like, I don't think anybody in 1715 <laughs> was putting, this is when this gun was made, 1715. <laughs> That's true. It's like, it's a flintlock pistol. It's supposed to be 1997. We know it's old. You don't have to show us the date on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's the end. We made it to the end of Predator 2. A uh, couple interesting things about that last scene with all the Predators. 
the old Predator. Uh, that's the original costume from the first one, except for the head. That's a new head. But the original costume head is on one of the other actors. <laughs> Did you see that they all had names? Like the main one, they called City Hunter. Yep. The one with the flintlock pistol, they called Elder yep. or Greyback. Uh, the other names were Boar, Both, Guardian, Hippie, Ram, Scout, Snake, and Stalker. So, um, LPJ, do you have any uh, role reversals on this at all? Not specifically, only because the movie was kind of cast as it sort of went. So we already talked about Schwarzenegger not being in it. Um, we talked about Danny Busey or Dar- Gary Busey taking over. Um, I didn't really find any other, like, anything crazy. One of, one of the things that I saw that I thought was a, a very interesting fact, they said that uh, Bill Paxton is the only man on screen to ever be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a Predator. So that's quite that's a uh, that's quite a trifecta for him. No, so. that's not entirely, because I think Lance Hendrickson is another one. Lance Hendrickson was in a Predator movie? Yeah, he's yeah. he's um he's uh, Waylon, and he's an alien versus Predator. Uh, well, he's not Mr. Waylon, he's just one of the... The androids. No, he's he's Waylon too. Oh yeah, that's right. The, in is Alien vs Predator, in Alien vs Predator, that's right because it takes place. Yep. Prior yeah, he's Waylon. The other ones and all that's the androids who, are made based the on him. Are based on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, sorry for my incorrect fact then, LBJ. Thanks for fact checking. Hey, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Busting me down. Damn it, Hovercraft Joe! You either bring real information to the show or you don't. Okay. <laughs> God dang it. I'm sorry. Blame Internet Movie Database. Uh, okay. Anything else that anybody specifically wants to mention before we get to our ratings on this? No, no I'm good. <laughs> All right. Let's let's rate it then. All right. All right. Uh, there, JB. Um, you can go first or you can have one of us first. All right. Well. Gosh, a lot of a lot of good points brought up about this movie. You know, um, every, every time I'm on, I'm, I'm very generous to the movies because I'm. It holds a special place in my heart, and Predator holds a special place in my heart. Not necessarily all the films, besides the first one, but just the character itself. And I'm a big Danny Glover fan. Would I like to see some more, some more background? To have seen some more background and backstory on him um yes but this movie to me before i started i think it was going to be about a four i'm thinking about a three and a half right now for me okay three and a half machine gun from jb uh lbj you want to go sure, next that's fine um yeah it's a i don't mind this movie um it gets it got better the more times i've seen it but it's not a great movie um, the action's actually pretty good in it. Like I have no, I have no issues with the action. The action's great. Special effects are good, especially for the time. Um, the story is kind of meandering at the beginning and completely inconsequential, but you know, that can be explained, I think with all the cuts they had to make. I mean, we said it, so we had 20 different cuts before they finally got something they could release to theaters with an R rating. So obviously you're going to have a movie that's, going to be a little disjointed with something like that. Um, I think I would love to see 
an unrated director's cut. Yes. I would love to see how that would turn out because I think it would ultimately be a much better movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But we're obviously, I don't think we're ever going to get that. Um, <laughs> you never know. Re- release the Hopkins cut. Maybe. Uh, Nobody's asking. For that. <laughs> but overall, I don't, I don't dislike this movie. I'm going to say, I'm going to put it at like a three. Okay. Um, I'll go next if you don't mind things. Cause I feel like I'm more in line with these guys. Um, <laughs> I had, I had always heard such like, like this is a movie that's very maligned. Like you just hear people talk bad about it. So I, I had very low expectations going into it. Cause I, I really was like expecting a lot worse, but I kind of like this movie. Like, yeah, the beginning of it is muddled and kind of meandering, but like, I really like Danny Glover in it. And like the second half of the movie, I really enjoyed. Like I I was telling this to JB, everyone knows if you listen to the podcast, I break up movie viewings into way too many because I can't focus. But this one, like I ended up watching so much of it because I was so wrapped up in the end of it. I was like, I got to see what happens at the end. So I, I, this is, like, I don't think it's as bad. And like I said earlier, like, just trying to compare it to the original one, it's just like it never was going to be the original one. And Mm -hmm. and especially when you take Arnold out of the equation. So, but yeah, I'm with LPJ on this. This is three machine guns for me. I kind of like this movie, actually. I I just got to say one more time, because I feel like I didn't do it justice. And, And you talked about it, Joe. Danny Glover is so good in this movie. His just from his facial expressions. And, and one of the scenes that stood out to me too, that I really liked in the cemetery when he's, when he hears the predator and he's pointing his gun this, this way, that way. I mean, he's phenomenal. He just, yeah. he just makes this movie. So <laughs> here, I might bump here, it up to a four just because. Of the... <laughs> here, here comes Sphinx to crush all our dreams about this movie. Let us have it. Sphinx. I, I did. We all see the same movie here. I am just, this movie sucked ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. This this movie should have never been made. It 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 has obviously a ton of flaws. It's it's a Frankenstein movie where none of it really connects or comes together. This movie bored me out of my mind. Hearing Hovercraft Joe being like, I just couldn't wait for the ending. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I checked like 18 times. How much more of this movie did I have left to watch? Like, this movie did nothing for me. It it just, it it felt like there was no identity. Like, like, even hearing, and and again, like, everyone's entitled to their opinions, so JB, don't, don't be upset by me. But like, even hearing you say like, like, Danny Glover did great in this movie. I'm like, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> like he's just act. He's just Riggs. Mur- he's just Murtaugh. That's all he is. He's like he's just taking what he is in a different franchise and he's putting it into this movie. I'm like, there's just nothing in this movie that I particularly enjoyed. And then LPJ's like, the action scenes are good, and I'm like, I don't. You don't see any action scenes really because the movie finds ways so that you can't see them, like that damn subway scene. And then yeah. somehow, like, Danny Glover goes John McClane on us at the end, like an everyday guy, and kills a fucking predator? What? Like, no! No! He had the predator's weapon, so... I don't uh, give a shit. Also, <laughs> also, before you... I, just before you give your machine gun rating, I want you to remember that Danny Glover calls the predator a pussy face. <laughs> so I want you to take that into account when you give your machine gun rating. So mm-hmm. let, let us have it. For the pussy face comment, 
this will get not a one, but a one and a half machine guns for me. <laughs> okay. I thought it was going to be worse than that. All right. All right. Well, we're not talking spawn, so we're all right. No, we're not. No, no, not not that level. This movie didn't break me down, but I'm still I'm it's still no, I'm not I'm still not seeing anything that you guys are seeing. It's no so. bad boys too. <laughs> it's not that either. So. Um all right, well we we did it. Good work, I guess. <laughs> My gosh, been a year in the making. Yeah. Is there, <laughs> Thank is there any, you so much for him. Is there anything you want to plug, Jamie? Gosh, I, you know, I'm I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to have finally gotten to talk about this one, Joe. Next, you know, maybe we can do "Don't Stop" or "My Mom Will Shoot." Uh, <laughs> we already did it. <laughs> we did it already. J- J- JB was. JB oh, was, that's right. JB I was, was a little mad at me. He was furious that I didn't ask him to be on that episode. But really, you dodged a bullet because that movie was bad. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I've seen it, but you know, I'm an Estelle. I, I love Estelle Getty and my Golden Girls. So you know, yeah. but. Um, no, thanks for having me back. Uh, this this was a pleasure. I was glad, more than happy to watch Predator 2 for like <laughs> my, the 50th time. All right. That makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Well, well can, I, can I get up a plug real quick? Sure, plug it. I, I just want to give a shout out, and, and maybe you're going to mention this, but just because it's right around the time that we're, we're recording this, that just a shout out to the uh, Legend of Retro guys. They yep. just put out their uh, final episode couple days ago chop xander glitch uh craig wk uh friends of our show we've all been on their show uh great guys and just you know congratulations on a great run guys yep absolutely and uh you will definitely hear them on our show at some point i can guarantee that <laughs> uh, yep. so yes good job uh legend of retro we will hear more from you soon um sphinx anything you want to plug nope this movie sucked. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, check us out on GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, you can check out our podcast and the other podcast that's still remaining. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, we got streamers. We got uh, guys that play games, and you can watch them play games. It's pretty great. Craig actually streams all the time. It's quite enjo- quite enjoyable. Uh, and then check us out on Discord and uh, join our join our conversations. Um, our Discord's been bumping lately. We've been talking, talking to... A lot of people, uh, lots of conversation going on. So please jump in on in on that. Yeah, I feel like get- this is I feel like this is a movie that the Discord community is going to agree with you three <laughs> and not agree with me on. But J- 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 JB, we got to get you in our Discord so you can get in get into the conversations about this uh, about our movies. You got to get you in I, it, man. I've got Discord, so throw an invite my way. All right, yeah, go to, get here. You I'll tell you how to do it. You go to gamezillamedia.com. You scroll down to the bottom of the page and you click on the Discord button. There Someone we go. Takes. There you go. That's all you got to do. Invite that's sent. Hel- that's that's helpful for JB and all our fans listening. Invite exactly. sent. All right. Well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. We'll be back. Bye.